Welcome back to If It Had Not Been Podcast. This is your host, Miss Olivia Wright. As always, just excited and honored to come before you and really just encourage and edify um, and build up uh, the body of Christ. And for those who are seeking Christ, um, this is a place to be, right? So this podcast is inspired by Psalm 124.1, If It Had Not Been the Lord Who Was On Our Side. This is a psalm. This is actually um, in the Old Testament where King David remembers God's deliverance, his mercy, his goodness, his love, his healing, his favor, his blessing, his grace on his people. And at many of times in the scriptures you would read, and this is the Bible, um, particularly in the Old Testament, where God has shown up for his people, where he has literally delivered them and prospered them. In, in many ways, unimaginable because we serve a limitless God. And so always being able to reflect back on what the Lord has done. It is very important. Sometimes when we go through life, we come through trials and tribulations and such. And sometimes we get amnesia, right? But we don't want amnesia. We want to be able to reflect on the goodness of God and know if he did it, then he can do it again. Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of your testimony will overcome the enemy, right? It will stomp the enemy at his head. Amen. And so we want to be able to be communicative and sharing our testimony. And that's what I love about this podcast um, as God places on my heart to share testimony specific to what it is that God has placed on my heart to speak to. And today's topic is prayer, 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 prayer. If it had not been for prayer, oh my goodness. I mean, I could just sit in that forever, okay? Because I know what prayer has done for me in my life, and that is prayer to the true and living God. Um. And the prayer, right, is the way in which we communicate with God. It is our private time between God and you, right? It's your private time. This is where you um, give God adoration and you uh, make confession of your sins and talk to God, right, about what's on your heart. And you give thanksgiving unto God, thanking him for all that he has done and is yet to manifest here on earth. And then also supplication will be intercede, right? And we pray for others, right? And their needs, amen. And all that, um, they be, they may be challenged by. And so that is our time to give thanks. Prayer is, a, is worship, right? It's, it's praising God. It's honoring God. It's glorifying God and it's embracing God, right? And we want to acknowledge God. We want to reverence God. We want to let God know you are the head of my life. You are in control. You are sovereign. You are ruler. You are king. Amen. You are the God above every God, the name above every name. You always, <laughs> we want to let God know who he is. Amen. To us. All right. And so, you know, when we talk about communicating with God, that private time with God, right? You know, I got to ask this question sometimes. Who are you talking to? Is it God? Right. I know we have friends and we have family, we have loved ones, those that we um, would say are near and dear to us. Right. And sometimes we may talk to them more than we talk to God. Amen. 
<laughs> Has anybody been guilty of that? You know, you, you maybe first thing in the morning, you're on the phone already with somebody and telling them about what's going on and what's happening, but you ain't told God yet. Now we know we serve an omniscient and omnipresent God. We know that, but, um, did you go to God first with that situation? Did you go to God first with that matter? Did you put it at the feet of Jesus? All right. I understand that there's times and there's moments where you may be facing a significant trial and uh, you may need somebody to talk to, right? That's human. That's, that's physically here, right? That you can just really talk to. Maybe someone has experience and just maybe somebody that you can trust. Maybe it's a counselor, maybe it's a therapist, right? We all, I understand that, right? I understand that, but we always want to make sure that we go to God in prayer with every situation and every matter. That's what the scripture calls us to do. We don't go to prayer and um, expecting that God is going to move in, an, in a second. We believe that he can, right? We believe that he can and that he, 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 he has the ability. Okay. He's a limitless God, right? But it's not our timing. It's God's timing, right? But we want to do what the word tells us to do as it pertains to life and as it pertains to what we um, as believers, as people of the faith, as a people of God are instructed to do, right? We are, we are what we are mandated to do. Okay. So if you're not talking to God, then who are you talking to? I want to be talking to God. Now, before I get into the biblical examples and what the scriptures say about purpose, I want to talk about this really quick that, um, you know, I have spent some alone time with God. I have spent some good time with God. I have literally, God is my best friend. Okay. That's the first person I go to in all things. When I'm being challenged in life, when I am struggling, I love it. If I'm in the car, I got a 45 minute drive. I'm talking to the Lord. Amen. And I would say this, it's not just me talking to him. I silence myself. I, you know, I get quiet so that I can hear God speak to me. And then that's for the rest of the day. That's throughout the day where if I, if I petition God, I'm, I'm listening and looking and watching out for God throughout my day, because God, we don't know when he's going to show up. We don't know when he's going to perform that miracle, but we can say it can be two in the morning. It can be one o'clock in the afternoon. We don't know. We just know the prayers have gone up. And I know my God can. All right. And so I personally have been um, blessed by my prayer life. And um, there's things and there's there's desires that I still have that have not been met. But God has given me the contentment to persevere and to continue on this journey without that. And so biblical examples, let's just talk about it. And I really want to just uh, highlight Jesus here, because I know that um, there are many examples in the scriptures of people of God who've prayed. And I think it's worth noting here because you're not the only one praying. You're not the only one that has prayed. There are a, a cloud of witnesses, if you will. Um, maybe it's family members of the faith who have gone on, right? Um, maybe it's friends of the faith. You have people and the body of Christ that are praying, we pray. That is what we do. That is our go-to. And so let's talk about Jesus. I'm going to just hit it right on the head here in Matthew 6. He taught the disciples how to pray. 
he told them, you know, he had, listen, don't be out there just babbling and, and, and saying any kind of thing just so you can be heard. Right. Uh, he, he's basically trying to let us under, make us understand what prayer is really about. Right. The Lord's prayer in Matthew six, um, I'm sorry, Matthew. Yes. Yeah, six, uh, verse five, right. That's when he talks about when you pray. Okay. Not if you pray, but when you pray, let's start with that. So when you pray, meaning that's what we do. We don't pray like the hypocrites, right? Standing in the synagogues and the street corners. We're not here to be heard. My prayer sounds so good. I should be the one praying. That's not what this is about. He says, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. What I love about this scripture is that, listen, this is a conversation between you and God. Amen. This is where you can get naked. You understand me? When I say naked, I'm talking about you can tell God all that is on your heart. You don't have to worry about how it sounds. You don't have to worry about, you know, some things you may not want to share with other people. But when we are going to God, the father, our creator, the one who knew us before we was formed in our, our mother's womb, we can go to him. He already knows everything. <laughs> right. He already knows. So I say, well, if he already knows, why do I have to say it? Well, let me just say this. If it's something you can confess to the Lord, if it's, if it's a matter that you can or communicate to him about, um, you know, do it. You can, and you don't feel, don't worry about being judged. Amen. I remember back in the day when I would not want to pray certain things to God, because I would be like, you know, well, I don't want him to know that about me. Like he didn't already know. <laughs> but now that I'm a woman of the faith, I know I can go to God in that, but ask for deliverance, ask for healing, asking for my heart to be searched and my heart to be molded and shaped and added to the image of Christ. Like I can go to him with the issue that I'm dealing with, right? I can go to the matter that it, um, that's a struggle for me and ask for his deliverance. Amen. So that's just, a, this is just another, uh, 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 the, the truth has showed me that it's okay, right? We are flawed, but being able to go in our closet space, our private space, it doesn't have to be a physical closet and pray to God in secret. It says, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, right? He will reward you. He, you going to God in your private time and taking time out to God, whether it's your car, whether it's a conference room at work, whether it's somewhere in the home where nobody else is, right? It just wherever it is, if it's walking in the park and praying at the same time, whatever that time is you set aside for God, whatever you do in secret, he will reward you. And so it, it, the prayer, uh, the scripture goes on and he, and he talks about this then is how you should pray. And that's when the Lord prayer comes in our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so there's a whole way of breaking down this prayer and understanding that you're giving God adoration. And then you're asking God for daily bread. You're asking for, uh, the word and his knowledge and his wisdom. You're asking for forgiveness. You're asking to not be led into temptation, but delivered from evil. And it's a beautiful prayer. And I just recommend if you, are ever struggling with a prayer, you can always start with Matthew chapter six, verse um, nine. 
Okay, that's where Jesus instructed his disciples on how to pray. Jesus prayed for all believers in John 17, 20 through 23. Now we're talking about the Christ, right? We're talking about the only begotten son, God in the form of man here on earth. Now he has all power, right? <laughs> but yet, and still he is praying, right? So that is something right there. If Jesus prayed, if he taught us how to pray, then we are okay to pray. All right. And then Jesus prayer for surrender and obedience in Matthew 26, 38 through 41, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, when he, before he was captured, before that he was going to have to walk out the father's business, meaning sac be sacrificed, right? Um, and take upon the iniquities of man, take upon our sins to be that ultimate sacrifice. He prayed about it. He prayed and said, Lord, help me. Okay, this is a this is a big, big, big assignment that I need to complete for mankind, for your creation. And I just need help here. So if Jesus had to pray, then we should be praying too. He understands. He understands. All right. He prayed for the believers, covering them and just sitting. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I. I the fact that he prayed for me before I even came along is something, right? The fact that God, Jesus decided, you know what? I'm going to go on back here and pray. Won't y'all just, just be on the lookout. And while I go back here and pray, I got things to do, right? It's just, it, it should be a part of our routine, okay? He has set the example, all right? We say we want to be like Christ, then we are going to pray. We're not going to be ashamed to pray. We're not going to be ashamed of prayer. We're not going to be ashamed of talking to God. You ever been around family or friends and felt like, you know what? I, this might not be the time to pray. We don't need to be ashamed to pray. We don't need to be ashamed to bring God in any situation. Amen. But that's what the enemy does. The enemy wants to silence your prayer. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to snuff out all that God has put in you. And so, you know, um, anytime that you feel that you are struggling in that area of wanting to pray for people, um, it just can't, can't do it. We want to pray to God on that matter as well. All right. We take everything to God. So Jonah's prayer is in Jonah chapter two, two through nine. He was a prophet of God. Hannah's prayer, first Samuel chapter two, one, uh, verse one through 10, Hannah's prayer of thanksgiving to God when he answered, um, he answered a prayer. So she's got a prayer unto God, but she also has a prayer of thanksgiving. Hannah's story in the Bible is absolutely amazing. If I ever preach the sermon, it would be on Hannah. David's prayer of thanksgiving in Psalm 30, the Lord is our shepherd in Psalm 23, the Solomon prayer of dedication, right? Solomon, King Solomon's prayer of dedication of the temple in 1 Kings chapter 8, 22 through 61. The reason why I had to present these scriptures, and these are not all the prayers in there, I just... I've always paid attention to how people of the faith have prayed, whether it's in church, right? Um, you know, with the deacons go up to pray, the elders pray, the prayer ministry prays, the pastor prays, you know, you hear prayers a lot from different people in the body of Christ, uh, you know, but also in the scriptures, you can hear prayers and David has many prayers in the Psalms. Okay. And so I've always paid attention to how people of the faith have prayed and what they have prayed for. And it's also given me wisdom and knowledge on 
um, me also incorporating things into my, um, um, topics into my prayer, specific things into my prayer life as well. So what does the word say about prayer? Okay, let's get on with these scriptures a little bit. This is not all scriptures, but it's just some that really resonate with me because one thing that I love about the word is when we're in it, um, it does have a way of, of, of revealing knowledge and, and, and revelation, I should say, but imparting wisdom and knowledge unto you that you can carry forth with you in life. Okay. And so we always want to get in that word. We want it to be, uh, um, uh, the seed planted within us and we want to continue to water it with the word and obviously with prayer. But Philippians four, six talks about, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What I love about this scripture and it's always comes to me is if I'm worrying and if I'm anxious, I have anxiety about a matter I can't sleep. I'm thinking about it a lot. I know that I'm being anxious and the scripture has told me not to be. That is not what God called us out of darkness into the light to do is to worry. There is, we have rest in Christ. We have rest in Christ. And so the anxiety and worry is a sign that we got to get it together, right? We got to put this matter before the Lord and we got to let it loose. We got to let it go. Amen. Because we are not called to be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication. And so I don't care how many times I got to pray about something. Um, I'll pray about it. But also if that anxiety and that worry is there, then we're going to call it like we see it. We're going to pray away the anxiety and the worry. God, I'm worried about this situation. I have anxiety about this situation. Can you deliver me from this worry and anxiety? Amen. As I wait on what it is you will do um, in the situation or the matter. And then Romans eight twenty six, right? Um, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. So in the areas in which we are weak, we are, we are at a weak point. We have Holy ghost. We have the Holy spirit that dwells within us as believers. And so what it says is the spirit will help us in our weakness. So when I'm weak, when I don't have a word to utter, when words have been just taken up from me, I don't know what to say. Um, the spirit can intercede for us with groanings too deep for words. All right. So that's the beauty also. in just the wonder, uh, and, and the blessing and being people of the faith, because we have our, we have the helper, <laughs> we have the comforter in us that will even help us in our moments of weakness. Okay. And so reason why I call this out is because listen, you may not have nothing to say, but still give God that time. Maybe just go and sit. Maybe you're just quiet, but you just go and sit. That spirit will intercede for you, right? But if you, you set that time out, like I said, go in that closet, set that time aside, amen, and just say, God, it's just you and I. I'm quiet, but I'm here because I need you, amen. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5, 17, the mandate to pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing. That's how am I going to pray without ceasing? How I pray all the time? Easy. 
Sometimes I could be grocery shopping and I'll just say a prayer, walking right down the aisle. I don't care who sees me. I, if, it, if it comes to me, I'm going to pray something. Sometimes when I think about something, when I'm driving or I'm thinking, I'll just go ahead and say a prayer about the matter, right? It could be any moment at any time when I get good news, bad news. It's a moment in time to pray. No one says you have to pray for 15 to 30 minutes. You can pray something for a couple minutes. It could be one minute. It can be a thank you, Jesus. Amen. And, and, and so we don't want to complicate it. We don't want to make it so that we got to set time aside and say, I'm going to pray at 1230 and you can, but all I'm saying is cause do us do, do you work out your own soul salvation. But all I'm saying is, is that the pray without ceasing is possible and it's important. Okay. I just have a testimony real quick of, um, you know, I got a text message and the text message actually was good news. It was something, uh, a matter that was delayed for probably two years and didn't know how the situation was going to pan out. Didn't know what God was going to do. And it was just bothering me a lot, but the text message came in that everything was, was a second chance was given basically. And I just thought to myself, like, that's a prayer moment. Thank you, Lord. Right. I could have said, Oh, yay. And just went on about my day, but it was a moment to stop and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And what I love about this too, is King David, um, in the scriptures. And when you read, um, about his story, he always went to God whenever information came down. Like, I love that about King David. Um, there were some things, he matters he took into his own hands, but nonetheless, there are a few times where he said, Lord, is this what you want me to do? And so, you know, having that mindset when we are faced with situations and decisions to make, it's a good practice. And he may not, it, it may never be perfect, but it's a good practice to maintain. Amen. Matthew 26, 41 covering the covering, right? We're praying because God I need you to just look after me. Amen. Just, just, just thank you for going ahead of me on this day. Father God, thank you for leading and guiding me. Uh, you know, Matthew 26, 41 talks about watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Now we know temptation is out there just waiting, right? We know the enemy has a job to do here on this earth and he's sent to kill, steal and destroy. We know also that we're enticed away by our own lust. So we have our flesh that we have to deal with. That flesh is that in which is an opposition to God, that, that, that flesh that wants to, to, to lure you away from God and have you to do that in which is not pleasing in the sight of God. Right. And so we want to not enter into temptation, we go out our, listen, it could be even in our home, but when we go outside and, and we, we are, we are in the world, but not of the world. And so we know as believers, the people of faith, temptation is all around us. So we are praying for our covering, right? Cause the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. All right. So some of us may say, well, you know what? I ain't got to pray for that. I'm good. No, we want to always be in prayer about that. Lord, I don't want to fall into no temptation. Please not today. Not today. Um, your enemies, your enemies. What about your enemies? They coming. They're there. They're around. In Matthew 5, 44, Lord says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. 
wow, so I'm not only praying when I'm anxious and worried and, you know, in, in, in moments of weakness, the spirit is interceding for me, but I'm praying without ceasing. You know, I'm praying for others. I'm praying uh, uh, for covering and, um, you know, God's power, but I'm praying for my enemies too. Yes, you got to put them in the prayer. He said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. There is nothing like a prayer of those who persecute you. I mean, I, I, it makes me feel real good. I'm sorry. I just got to say that because I know that God can take care of that situation better than I ever would. So why would I waste my emotional currency and emotional capacity? Amen. On anything. When it says vengeance is not yours, it's the Lord's. The battle was not yours. It's the Lord's be still and know that I am God. So to know that you can just tell God on people. Okay. I just love it. Lord. Um, Yes. Did you see what happened today? Okay. Because I don't know what that was, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you have already taken care of that. Thank you, sir. Um, It is what it is. Enemies are around us. We have a mission to, uh, we have a mission by God here on this earth as believers. He has put us on assignment. He has a purpose for us in his kingdom and he knows that enemies are there. But what he has told us is, listen, love them and pray for those who persecute you. Amen. So that's what we want to do. We want to be in prayer um, for those who persecute us. Amen. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. This I love because listen, to know that being in the body of Christ and a child of God, that prayer is a spiritual discipline. It is a mandate. It is our communication with God. And to know that I'm not talking to somebody who don't hear me. I am not communicating with somebody who isn't listening. Amen. He hears the prayers of the righteous. Okay, so it's not about my own righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy as rags. Okay, it is the righteousness of Christ. It is through his righteousness that I am seen as righteous. Amen. It is his blood that was shed. All right. So, you know, that's what the word says about prayer, but not all it says about prayer. Amen. But these are some of the highlights because I know that we are going through this journey of life. And let me just say this first and foremost, it is a blessing to have air in my uh, lungs and breath in my body. It is a blessing every day that I get up and God gives me another day because I'm not here of my own doing. (laughs) I didn't form myself in my mother's womb. I didn't think of me being born here on earth. It was God's doing. It was God's doing. And so to know that I have this life here on earth. I know the begin date, but I don't know the end date. Okay. But nonetheless, in between that begin date and that end date, there's an assignment. There's a purpose. There's a vision that God has. There's a predestination he has for me. And I want all that God has me. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. And I will be an intercessor for my children and my family. Amen. I will stand in the gap. And prayer, prayer, prayer is important and it is very necessary. And so I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you 
to maintain that prayer life. I don't care what hasn't been answered. I don't care how long you have been praying. Amen. Do not stop praying. And I want to testify to the times that I have prayed. I, I remember I've had different seasons of my prayer life. Um, but I will tell you this. I've not only prayed, but I've written it down. Okay. And I have seen God move in a miraculous way. Um, and there's something also about believing God as well, right? Believing God can do it. Believing that what I am praying and what I'm specifically calling out to God, that he can do it. Amen. But it's something about that belief. And if you are challenged in your believing, the, the prayer is, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief. Listen, one of the things about prayer that I love is I may have desires and I may have needs that are wants because God will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. If what I am praying for is not aligned to God's will, okay, then he will give me the contentment and he will give me the peace about that matter and will snuff the desire for me altogether. So there have been things that I've prayed on and have not yet been manifested here on earth. And it's not a worry and it's not an anxiety. It's not a disappointment or anything. Some stuff I forgot I even prayed about. Amen. But when I tell you whatever it is that you desire and whatever needs that you have, be communicative to God about that. Be communicative to God about what it is that you may be worried about and maybe um, um, thinking about a whole lot, right? That may be taking your sleep away at night. Amen. We go to God in everything. Amen. And my testimony is, my testimony is that I have taken the time out to pray in my closet. I have prayed for a church home and God answered my prayer. I've prayed for relocation and God has answered my prayer. I've prayed for salvation and God has answered my prayer. I've prayed for a more intimate relationship with God and God has answered my prayer. I pray God to heal my broken heart from disappointment, abandonment, and rejection. And God has answered my prayer. I pray for God for courage, and he's answered my prayer. I pray to God for audacity, and he's answered my prayer. The list goes on and on and on. I have a story and example for each each one that I just I listed that I can't go into right now. But I try to be specific as much as possible. I pray to God for the type of home that I live in, and he answered my prayer. I prayed to God for the type of in or the income that I needed to sustain life um, and to do the things that he's called me to do. And he has answered my prayer. Okay. There are prayers that God has not answered yet. I have prayed for a husband that has not yet been manifested, but I also believe God will do that. And I'm being transparent here. I pray to God for deliverance and, and healing of the lives of my children because there was a period of time when I was raising my children 
especially my firstborn, that I was not in the faith. I was not walking a life of faith. And so I pray that my decisions and that in which I have gone through and, and my dysfunctional behavior and such, right. That, that pre-Christ behavior, right. Um, I pray about that, right. I pray that what my children take from, particularly my firstborn take from, um, his up, his up rearing, um, is less of that, <laughs> right. But it is what it is. Okay. And so I'm saying all of this because prayer is a mandate for us. It's not a chore. God is hearing us talk to him about our needs here on this earth. And he knows all too well about it because he came down here in the form of the, in the form of flesh, human flesh as Jesus, the Christ. And so we can rest assured and know that he knows all too well what it's like to be here. And because he has predestined us here, he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us hope and a future. So in closing, because I am way over. Romans 8, 28, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those called according to his purpose. Philippians three fourteen. we want to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We want to continue to press and persevere and move through this journey because God has called us and he has, um, we are an heir of the promises of God. Okay. We have power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm us. Philippians two twelve. work out your own salvation, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's between you and God. Ha, I choose God for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And last but not least, the salvation prayer for those that have not become part of the faith, but are very interested in it. Romans 10, 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Just acknowledge in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe that Jesus died for your sins and was raised three days later. Repent of your sins and get baptized in the name of Jesus. Until next time, ah, this is your host, Miss Olivia Wright. If it had not been for prayer. Signing off until next time. Be blessed.